Hey, I'm Will Wheaton, and I have just received a dump truck full of gold bullion to tell you to watch the scene snobs. Welcome, everybody, to Warp Factor Fiction, a chronological analysis of Star Trek on screen. This is episode six. We are talking about Enterprise season three, the second half, episodes 13 through 24. I am your host, Mick Manhattan, joined by my co-host, Tommy. Tommy, that's right. I'm Captain Manhattan, joined by Ensign Tommy, and we are here to talk about this season. You, of course, if you joined us in the last episode, you you have learned who Tommy is. He's here to stay, and we're having a good time. If you didn't listen to the last episode, then we're just going to move on without you. But we appreciate you guys joining. Remember, this is our Star Trek show where we chronologically go through every show, every episode, and we are going to have a good time doing it. Every month on our Patreon, you can watch us talk about half of a season in one episode, and then you can watch us talk about the other half in the other episode, and then the next season in the next month. And we keep going until we get through it all. So keep joining us, and then head over to our YouTube, hit subscribe, hit like, and watch Quarter Impulse, among plenty of other shows. Quarter Impulse, though, is our companion series. It's 15 minutes here and there where we talk about different aspects of the Star Trek universe, of things we love or things that we really want to uh, explore more of. Tommy, we are getting into Season 3. We are on the Zindi War. We're in the Expanse. They are traveling. It's heating up. We're in the back half of the season. You are. Uh, you had some really cool insights in the last episode. I want to motor through. I want to talk about each episode and uh, have a good time with it. But let's, uh, before we get started, guys, make sure you go check out thescenesnobs.com. Follow us on social media. Make sure you go check us out on, uh, where else should they check us out? Facebook, because sometimes we have lives on Facebook, Twitch, yeah. uh, snobsmerch.com. Snobsmerch yeah, we do have some cool, and we do have some cool Star Wars merch. We have some cool uh, Star Trek merch. We have some cool uh, horror, you know, everything. So go check us out there. Let's have a good time with it. It's all over the place. All right, let's get started, shall we? We're going to start with episode 13 of uh, season three of Enterprise, and it is Proving Ground. Enterprise has picked up a trail of a tracking device Archer planted on a reptilian ship. There's a problem, however. To get to its location, Enterprise must cross a giant and very dense field of anomalies. When something gets wrong... And Enterprise gets in, enveloped into a, an anomaly. Uh, there's some unexpected help. Enterprise is pulled out by an Andorian tractor beam. Commander Shran tells they are, they are here to offer the help the Vulcans refuse. Weary of their intentions at first, Captain Archer still agrees on having the Andorians make repairs on Enterprise. Soon it becomes clear that the trail leads to Zindi testing site for the weapon. That is to destroy Earth. Archer and Shran make plans to retrieve it. I, anytime Shran shows up, I am 100%. What did you think of this episode? I really liked it. It's a weird highlight character for me, though. I have Shran as the highlight character here. I do, too. Shran is, honestly, if Shran's in the episode, Shran's up, Shran gets a pass. Because, yes, he's not a bridge crew. But he is such a mainstay. And the fact that Shran is 
the precipice to where the Federation, how the Federation gets built. Now, granted, it's Archer that ultimately builds Federation with the Vulcans, the Andorians, and the uh, Tellarites. Yes. Oh, God, why did I lose it? Uh, and it's Archer meeting all of them and, and, and his relationships going forward with all of them that helps create the Federation. But Shran, Shran's relationship with them, I think, is really the precipice that, that highlights that. And that's why he is always the highlight episode. He's always the highlight character of every episode he's in for me. For this, this one, uh, there's something, there is a big part of it. Uh, this was the one that Andorian that the Andorians, uh, they uh, steal the weapon, but it blows up. Basically, they have to let it go because it's going to blow up. Because they want it because the Vulcans are uh, being mean to them. Yeah, the Vulcan, uh, well, you are still, uh, you were prepping for this summer to watch seasons one and two because, of course, you know, as we talked about in the last episode of uh, War Factor Fiction, uh, you were jumping in. You were my new co-host. Casey had to uh, leave the scene snobs, which, again, we are, he's my best friend. There's no Ill, Ill, Ill will or hate there. Uh, and we, and hey, listen, I'm wearing this hoodie that he gave me. I love the guy. So, but Tommy has stepped in, and you're going to be watching seasons one and two over the summer while he's at his dad's uh, visit. So, with that being said, you don't know Shran that well yet. This is actually your first introduction to Shran, really. I've seen you've him seen before him. because, like, I've watched a little bit of it with you. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you've seen episodes when I was watching it. But, uh, yeah, no, for sure, though, um, this, was a, this was an episode that I thought was really good. It, it really it expanded on Archer and Shran's relationship. relationship in a big way. I have... I I have this in top five for this half, but not top five season. I That's for fair. the full season I have it top five in this half, but not top five for the entire season. I love that. Okay, it was a good episode, and I'm, I'm definitely with you on trend. All right, let's move on to the next episode. So, episode fourteen is called Stratagem. Archer and the Zindi Degra are in a shuttle with Degra suffering from memory loss. Archer tells him they escaped together from a prison. That the insectoids took power after destroying Earth. This is a, I love this episode. I loved this episode. Um, to give everybody sort of a backstory of what happens in this episode, uh, because it is more than meets the eye. Uh, they captured Dagger on a ship. Dagger becomes a very integral character for the rest of the season. Um, he is part of the primate. Um, Primates, indeed. Primates, indeed, and he. Uh, becomes an influential voice. He created the weapon. He designed it and created it. Designed yes. and created. Uh, and so when they capture Dagger and his crew, they decide to concoct this plan that it's five years, seven years, or whatever it is. Three years, I believe. Was it three? I thought I thought five for some reason. But uh, for three years down in the future, they escaped this insectoid prison colony. Um, they were they were cellmates and they're traveling. When all really was a, it was a ruse, they're actually on the Enterprise and they're tricking Dagger to try and figure out where the weapon is being stored. It all goes awry. Dagger has his issues believing Archer and it comes around. And ultimately, this is where the relationship between Dagger, 
the, the, the whole purpose of this episode is to build the relationship between Degra and Archer. But the thing is that, that Degra doesn't think he's actually ever met Archer because remember, they bring him back to the ship, but they don't remember anything about They wipe their minds at the end, yeah. Because they continuously wipe the mind. Yeah. Like, because, like, sometimes they don't get the information, so they wipe the mind. And then and, just restart. Yeah, yeah. No, and it becomes a big thing. And then at the end, they, re- they rewipe them, let them go once they find out the coordinates. Azadi Prime, which is where the weapon is actually being held, not the, just the test site. Yep. And that's, that is what keeps making him doubt because he made it sound like, oh, we're on Azadi Prime hiding out. You know, come meet us. That's where the colonies are. And he's like, no, that's not where the colonies would be. <laughs> like, that's not it. It's where we're hiding the weapon, you know? Uh, no, because he's like, there's an insectoid deuter- deuterium factory on Azadi Prime or something. Yeah, yeah. What did you think of this episode? I liked it. I have I have it in top five. Same thing with 13 top five here, but yeah. not top five. I think my I think my biggest thing with this back half so far is like when we were talking about the first two of in the last episode, see episode one, episode two, they were not very strong episodes. But right out of the gate, I think these are two very strong episodes. Mm-hmm. I so, feel like the first I feel like the entirety of the back half was really good. I don't think yeah. there was really a bad episode. Yeah, I didn't love the season, but they for as far as season as far as episodes go, these were good ones. Uh, all right, let's move on to the next one. Episode, season 3, episode 15, Harbinger. All right. While Lieutenant Reed and Major Hayes are fighting over new training program and Trip performing the Vulcan neuropressure technique with Mako Private Amanda Cole is making T'Pol feel jealous. Enterprise finds a pod in a dangerous, ever-expanding grav- gravimetric field. Inside is a scaled alien dying from a cellular decay. He claims he is a prisoner, promised his freedom if he uh, cooperated in a in an experiment. Archer knows there's more to it when it is discovered. The pod's hull is from the same material the spheres are composed. I want to add some things before we get into it. Um, some highlights to this episode. Oh, uh, first two episodes we said Shran, and what was the last episode? Archer. Same. Um, But this episode, so this is really where things start to kick off between Reed and uh, Hayes, which is a sort of a big ongoing conflict between them throughout the entire season, the rest of the season, uh, because Reed is a very militant type of guy. He was, he served in the military. No, his parents did. Well, his parents did, but he, he entered Starfleet with a military mind. And, he, and, and that's why he does the armory work and things like that. He was, um, so he, I would say, was more the military side. Uh, he didn't join the Makos. The Makos, to him, were a little bit different. He wanted to do more of the exploring. But um, it, security was what he was all about. And that's mm-hmm. what he was going to get on the ship. Whereas Hayes was more about the military following orders, things like that. This was, so I thought like, and and honestly, I thought Hayes was the one that was in the right on this. You know, a lot of people didn't like Hayes because he's pushing against one of the main characters, but I thought Reed was the one acting irrationally, personally. I do. I I feel that. I still think Reed shined more here. I still feel like Reed got more development. Because like Hayes, 
like you didn't know him, but like with Reed, you knew him, but you didn't know some of this stuff. Yeah, I like that. And you can, even if you're not, that's the good thing about these characters. Even if they're not doing good things, they can still shine. And for some other notes, I have this, the prisoners look, looking a lot like the Suleban. He did look a lot like Suleban. And But before we get there, I want to talk about the T'Pol um, uh, trip. Um, Corporal Cole. Corporate Cole situation. Uh, Corporate Cole, of course, being um, a Mako. Excuse me while I move a little bit. Um, so Corporate Cole is a Mako. And so we didn't really talk about it in the last episode because we didn't get into that. Um, there was a lot of relationship building between T'Pol and Trip in the, throughout this entire season. Mainly, I feel like episode 10 because in that, Trip's like, or Sim is like, I don't know if this is his mm, or mine. I wouldn't say mainly. I'd say it comes to a head with Sim because the feelings are there, the memories are there, things like that. But for this, um, so basically how it starts out is because Tripp's sister was killed and he's dealing with a lot of um, traumatic uh, um, feelings and, and depression and such, he's not sleeping on this mission. And so Phlox is, you know, hesitant to keep giving him medicine to help him sleep and enlists to Paul to help with some neurotherapy to help him. And it comes with a lot of like massaging, things like that, which is, you know, sort of a, a true um, thing in, in real life. And, you know, meditation and sort of things like that. So he's doing that and they're connecting that way. They're getting closer and closer. So when things sort of cool out, especially after the similitude uh, episode, when she realizes the, the feelings and that she, her feelings are coming out because she can't suppress them anymore. Uh, this, it comes, you know, he moves on and he starts connecting and doing the same things with uh, Private Cole. And it starts hurting her because he's not doing it correctly. And it's more of a Vulcan thing. So she has to step in. She has some jealousy towards it. And it, it's, it starts to become a very big thing uh, with what's happening there. And that plays out a lot into their relationship building throughout the season. Wanted to add to that. So let's go on to the main storyline. All right. Uh, we get into it. Now the prisoner's there. Tell me. Who, well, who shines for you in this? You talk about Reed shining... No, I said Reed. Reed, I feel like throughout the episode, I feel like Reed was the one who shot the biggest. What did you think about this episode? I liked it. I don't have it top five, but it's. No, I don't. Know. I wouldn't have this at the worst episode. No, it wasn't a bad season. episode. It just wasn't one that really stuck with me either. Honestly, it was. It was. I feel like ranked about the same as like maybe eight episode eight and episode nine. Yeah, this I, to me this was more character building than revelations. Right. On stuff, so uh, I definitely agree with you on that. Uh, all right, let's go to the next one, uh, which is one I really did like, and it, it was a big one for Flocks. I have uh, I have Flocks shining here. Yeah. Um, before... well, well, we don't want to get to the shining yet. I want to summarize first. So, oh, excuse me, episode 16, season three, episode 16, and it is called Doctor's Orders. All right. While traveling to Azadi Prime, where the weapon may be uh, being held, the Enterprise needs to cross a trans-dimensional disturbance phenomenon that could kill the humans. 
Dr. Flox proposes to put the crew in a coma for four days while the Enterprise travels through the phenomenon and impulse. In the middle of the journey, Dr. Flox hears weird noises and T'Pol helps him to stay in the command of the ship. When they realize that the disturbance is longer than expected, Dr. Flox needs to act activate the warp engines to save the crew. This is a, uh, before we get into it a little bit, and I'm going to ask you how, how you felt about this episode. Uh, this is an episode where it is very much just Flox. Now, we do have an archer, and now it's, it's Flox's mind playing tricks on him. Of course, Paul's there. She is very much a, a voice of reason with Flox throughout it. Um, and I liked her kind of change throughout in personality because she becomes increasingly more irrational as they go on. And uh, Archer does show up, but he's he's a figment of Flox's imagination. Um, but Flox and how he deals with things throughout this is, is very well done. Flox shines in this. I think we both agree on that. But I would love to hear what you think about this episode. Who needs a skeleton crew when you have Flox? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's a good one. I'm going to leave it at that. Who needs a skeleton crew when you when you, and and even at the at the end when he realizes that Tapal was under too the whole time and that like it was him just reasoning the whole time. I, I love it. So who needs a skeleton crew when you have Flox? You really don't. Flox take care of everything. I mean, the guy is not only the best doctor in my opinion because he learns everything. He has all of these things, but he learned how to be an engineer and handle the work. And, and save them in minutes because he's just that guy. Like, I, I really. And, like, he just read the manual. Like, wait, you want me to read the manual? Yeah. And he reads the manual and gets to work. Yes, he does. And I, lo and I love that aspect of it. I uh, started thinking to Paul, wasn't actually it when during the engineering, because, yeah. like, to Paul usually helps with engineering, so she would know it. But she kept like, saying, no, 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 no. And she's like, wait, I She can't. wouldn't put her hands on anything. I agree. Yeah, that's a great... I love that. That's a great uh, observation. Nice, dude. I love that. Because, like, uh, earlier and later in the season, she always goes down to help with engineering. Yeah. I noticed that as we, as we got into the engineering, and she wouldn't touch anything. And she was like, I don't know. Uh, but also her increasingly... Like I knew she could had time, uh, you know, um, suppressing her emotions, but she was increasingly becoming erratic. It was it was becoming very weird. All right, uh, we're gonna move on to the next episode, episode seventeen from season three. Probably Tommy's favorite. We'll get into it. It's called Hatchery, and it is the Enterprise finds a Zindi ship crashed on the surface of a planet, and while the team led by Captain Archer is investigating, they meet the insectoid Hatchery in a uh, compartment protected by heavy and reinforced bulkheads. Uh, Reed realizes that the air inside is breathable and the group removes the helmets, the breathing apparatus and breathing apparatuses. But Archer is hit by a sort of substance on his face and sent to sick bay. After the examination, Dr. Fox realizes that no damage was caused to Captain Archer, but the crew notes that he becomes obsessed to save the insectoid offspring claiming Humanistic reasons when he orders to give one-third of the supply of antimatter to restart the reactor of the Zindi ship to maintain the life support system of the hatchery. Paul questions his command and is confined to her cabin. Then Reed and Tripp and Dr. Flox are successfully dismissed. 
and the senior officers decide that only mutiny can save the enterprise. Uh, real quick, I want to take a minute. And based on last episode and this episode, I read a lot of these uh, summaries off of IMDb. And Claudio Carvalho uh, from Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. <clears throat> I don't know when you wrote these, but these are very good storyline summaries. Thank you so much. I'm reading yours, and I appreciate you adding them. Now, Hatchery is a very good episode. Uh, I liked it a lot. Uh, for me, the one that shines here the most, I thought, was to Paul. I would love to hear what you think. I had Archer. I, You know, it's funny. We talked about this in the car when we were driving uh, after we had watched it. We watched this one together again. Like, I watched it again and I watched it with you. Um, and in the beginning of this episode, when he is first sprayed, and he's like, no, I want to. we got to try and save them. That was a very Archer thing to do. Yes, that was Archer. And then he gets obsessed, like, yeah. oh, who cares about Earth? We can use these guys. These guys yep. are more important. Exactly. Like, I don't care about my crew. Then it's like, okay, this is an Archer. <laughs> I wrote down on other things is mutiny, because they just mutiny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they do mutiny. They have to mutiny, because he is, he is compromised. And Hayes was really good in this, too, because Hayes was following orders to the T, and I do like his interaction with Malcolm and his Malcolm Reed. Because, uh, like, in it, they aren't really fighting anymore. Cause they are. They're at odds, but they're not fighting, fighting. But, like, at the end, it seemed like they were a conversation, like, they're friends. Like, because Reed's like, because it, like, is like, why'd you do this? Reed's like, because he's not, because, like, something happened. Hayes is like, why didn't you just tell me? And then they're like, why? Um, yeah. Because they're, because uh, then Reed says, because um, we didn't know if you take the, because we couldn't have you taking the captain's side. Mm-hmm. And then Hayes said, yes, I probably would. Yeah. No, and I, and I like that. So what do you think of this episode, though? I know you said Archer shine for you. I think Paul shine for me. I have this at top three. I don't know if this would, I don't know. Top three of the is... season? Or the back half of the season? Back half. I have this okay. top three of seasons well. Okay. Just barely, though. All right. Next one is episode 18 of season three of Zadi Prime. All right. Enterprise has finally arrived at Zadi Prime, the suspected location of the Zindi weapon, only to find it protected by a very sophisticated security grid. There's one way to pass it by using the insectoid shuttle. Mayweather and Trip visit the planet and find out the weapon is indeed there. To destroy it, the shuttle must be sent back for a one-way trip. Uh, Mayweather and Trip are prepared, but Archer decides the sh- uh, he should be the one to sacrifice himself. Then he gets a visit from Crewman Daniels, the time agent. <laughs> he tells uh, why the Zindi want to destroy Earth and urges him to reconsider his decision. Uh, you know what? This was, there's a lot of revelations in this one. You know, um, I, you know, that kind of explains the whole story before we get into it. Um, to me, Archer, of course, was the one that shined the most in this one. This is a very Archer episode. I loved This is the only episode where Art, Daniels really showed up, and I'm like, okay, cool. I was like, you're actually doing something that's helpful. You know, <laughs> like, so um, because he finally tells them, like, they're going. Archer's going to sacrifice himself. He's going to blow up the weapon. The weapon's not there when he gets back. And Daniels, of course, takes him and says, you got to talk your way out of this. You have to be diplomatic. You can't fight your way out of this. 
we need the Zindi to be on your side. It's not their fault. They're afraid too. They think you're going to destroy them. And that's what they're being told. So it added a lot of layers, changed things up a bit, changed relationships. What did you think of this episode? I liked it. Um, this was a top episode for me. The best in this half? I don't know if it's the best. I, I'm going to I'm gonna kind of revisit after we go through. but This might be top five. It's not top three. I don't think. I don't. I didn't like it as much. I don't think I like it as much as you did. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a bad episode, though. I'm never going to be upset if you don't like what I like. Because, like, it's episodes like these that are, um, because, mm-hmm. like, there's going to be, like, five episodes in contention for the worst episode of this half. Because, like, every episode's good. So there's going to be yeah. good episodes yeah. that might be wor- the worst. You can even say, like, I don't think there was a bad episode. I'll accept that. I, that's. Honestly, what I think there wasn't a bad episode. Well, let's get to and the if end there before was, we start talking about that. Because if there was, it would be here. Yeah. All right, let's go. Let's move on to the next one. And we have episode. We have season three, episode nineteen. Damage. This was a big time episode with a lot of heavy, heavy things happening. Captain Archer has been returned to the Enterprise by the Zindi Council, awaiting a hearing. But after a heavy attack by the reptilians. Uh, Enterprise is stranded without a functional warp drive. They meet another ship in trouble because of space anomalies. Uh, the ship's captain isn't willing to trade in their warp coil, and Archer must make a tough decision. Meanwhile, T'Pol is having some strange sensations and can't control her emotions. Now, before we get into it, I do want to explain to you guys, he does decide after talking to Daniels that he needs to meet. He, he, he reaches out. As he's captured on Azadi Prime and taken by the Reptilians in the last episode, um, and he's beaten mercilessly by the Reptilians, he calls on them to reach out to Degra. Uh, he tells them, tell him the name of his third child, which Degra told him um, during the, uh, the, the episode he... when he was going through all the motions um, of wiping his mind. So when Degra meets up with him, he explains everything. This is what happened. This is how it kind of went down. And this is what's happening. I'm not your enemy, blah, blah, blah. So Dagger decides to go and meet with the council, decide on this, meet with Archer. They Archer has proof that he wants to show him about especially going back in time uh, to stop the reptilians and their bioweapon, everything, all of that. There is an open communication with the Zindi now. This episode, while Archer's doing all of that, at the end of the last episode, they get attacked so in Azadi Prime at the end, they get attacked by the reptilians, and God does Enterprise get this like it gets so dismantled, like it gets destroyed. It is hobbling places. It's not it's barely moving. So when we get to this episode, now the damage is there to poles and uh to ball is like dealing so much and her motions are all over the place. She's not effectively handling anything well. And people are dead, everybody's all over, and the ship is in disarray. So now, this episode... They steal a warp coil, basically. They basically become the Osarian pirates in this. They have to steal... They meet up with this crew, it's like, listen, we need our warp coil. If you take this from us, we're stranded here for three years. We There's nothing we can do. And they become pirates, and they steal the warp coil from these people. They leave them things. They try to be good human beings about it, but... Yeah, like they take all the trellium and give it to them. They yeah. give them food supplies enough for three years. Yep, but it's uh, it's not it's not good. So they steal their warp coil, leave them there. 
they finally have become the thing that they become the bad guy in this, essentially. Uh, and and damage is really a it's a good word for this. Now, what did you think of this episode? I liked it. I think Archer was the key air character here. I see. I took all for me because, and it's only uh, based on performance. I really liked her performance in this. I thought she did a great job with it. I do as well. I only say Archer because he all had two things that he had to do. T'Pol was only dealing with the trellium. Yeah. He had to say to steal the warp coil, mm-hmm. and he had to um, deal with the Zindi Council. True. Yeah, I like your choice. I, I'm going with T'Pol. It was more my personal choice, but I do I respect your choice. And this was another thing that was kind of like Mission Impossible because mm-hmm. if you remember Trip, then I believe it was Hayes, but it was someone. Like, there was, like, the laser thing. They had to shut it off to grab the coil. Yeah, that was a good one, too. Uh, I think they did it better than the first episode. Yeah, they definitely, by this point, they had learned a lot. Uh, All right, so LeVar Burton directed this next episode again, Season 3, Episode 20, The Forgotten. All right. Enterprise has arrived on time for the appointment with Degra. Captain Archer invites them to their ship while he does his best to convince both Degra and Jannar uh, that the destruction of Earth is actually part of the grand scheme of the Sphere Builders to conquer the universe. While Jannar remains reluctant, Degra seems to be slightly won over. Trip Tucker is having a hard time keeping Enterprise in shape and is also having difficulties with writing a letter to the parents of of Crewman Taylor informing of her death. Then trouble arises when out of the blue a reptilian ship arrives. What did you think of this episode? I liked it. It definitely expanded more on the relationship between Degra and uh, Archer. I I think Trip for me shined in this one. I have Archer. You have Archer in this one too. But it's because like one of the notes I had like, are the Zindi good now? Like, are they good guys now? I think they're coming around. I think it's you're kind of learning more. So, uh, I get that. I get why you do that. But So, tell me more. Like, what do you think about this? So, what else about this episode really stood out to you? How Degra quickly killed a reptilian ship who... He did, yeah. He did take that. Oh, I forgot it was Degra who took him out with his ship. Where, like, I would think usually he would not. I feel like usually he would take uh, the archer. He would usually take out archer. Yeah. Next episode of Season 3, Episode 21, E-Squared. That is, to get through their appointment with Degra on time, Enterprise must pass a subspace corridor, which is guarded by the aggressive Kovalans. Just about to make an attempt, the Enterprise is stopped by Enterprise. <laughs> uh, their captor, Captain Lorian tells them crossing the subspace corridor will put Enterprise 117 years back in time and that his crew all are descendants of the original crew. He makes to uh, he wants to make them make some notifications to the ship so the time shift will not happen. This was a very good episode. Trip shined in this. I'm sorry, I think Trip was the best one in this. I have to Paul. So Paul was great tip. Actually, I'm gonna call it a two for I'm going to call this a two for. I'm going to call Trip and Paul. That's the first time I've ever done that in this show. Uh, and I don't know if it will happen again, but I, I like to think it will. 
So what about the what did you like about this episode? And uh, well, to give a little backstory too, the the descendants are all children. So the Captain Lorian is the son of Paul and Trip. His first officer is Hoshi's Hoshi and Archers. Not Hoshi. Yeah, it's Hoshi's. It's a alien. Alien. They have. It's like an it's Archer like- married an alien who they found. Like on a ship. Oh, I thought it was Hoshi for some reason. I think it was Hoshi and Travis or somebody. Oh, man. Flocks had nine kids with. Um, Flocks had kids everywhere. Yeah, he was going all over the place. Uh, and then Reed comes around. He's like, I couldn't find anybody. Like, Flocks had nine kids and Reed couldn't find anybody. Uh, I feel they were all with the same person. What? No, I thought he had a few different. Because Denoblins usually have multiple wives. All right. Well, we'll figure it out. Mm, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I thought it was all with. I thought it was a cool episode to kind of shine down, and it and it opens it up for where season four goes in the beginning, and the end of season three, season four, which was Stormfront, and, and you know, just like kind of leaving the expanse and going through um, the subspace corridor, leaving the expanse and going back in time. So, uh, of course, the future Enterprise, which is basically patched together with like any and everything they could find um comes out and like there's some nefarious um feelings towards it but it's because they want they want them to do it they want them to continue this and go through so that way that they they live but to paul who's still alive in the future um wants them to succeed wants the original enterprise to succeed so what did you think of this episode? I liked it. The reason I said to Paul Shine is because I feel like um, they would have failed the mission if Paul hadn't been like, but there's a chance of this failing. Yeah. So I wouldn't do this. I liked it. It was a good episode. Uh, it was different, and it was, it was a good break from everything we're getting with this indie at the moment. Mm-hmm. All right, let's uh, move on to the next episode, which is season three, episode 22. We're almost at the end. The Council. Enterprise has arrived at the location of the Zindi Council, and with the help of Degra, Archer can make his plea in front of the five races of Zindi. Archer needs to prove that the Spear Builders have been helping, uh, have been telling lies, while the primates and the Boreals are already aware of the truth. Convincing the other three races will not be easy. The Reptilians and the Insectoids refuse to even listen to Archer. Meanwhile, the sphere builders haven't been sitting uh, sitting still and have arranged to secret meeting with the reptilians. They know the reptilians are basically zealots in this, so they're going to be... They're basically what? Zealots in this. You know, like because they look at the sphere builders as almost like gods. And they're like on point. Like, yeah, okay, we'll do it. Like, they want to kill the humans. They want to destroy Earth. So, all right, let's... Uh, For this, I still can't figure out... At this point, I'm like, are they... Are the Zindi good or are they bad? I still can't figure it well, out. Well, I think it's just torn. It's that's the thing. You can't. You got. You got. With next episode, I'm like, oh yeah, they're both. Okay. But to me, it's you can't. You can't look at it as good or bad. It's it's a it's a it's a conflicted viewpoint. There being there's evidence coming up. There's things that like the reptilians are refusing. Now, are the reptilians bad because beings from the future who have been supporting them and helping them and showing them things? Yeah, they're being manipulated. But like anybody who's manipulated, yes, you're doing bad things. You're killing people, but you are also being manipulated. There has to be some sort of 
sympathy there, but doesn't mean that you are not, you shouldn't have, you shouldn't be uh, punished for it. Right. You know I mean? So I think in this episode, Archer shines the most. I have Archer here as well. Archer kind of shines throughout the rest of the episode, the rest of the season, in my opinion. I have Archer on both as well. You gotta move up. You gotta talk into the mic. Oh, I have Archer on both the other ones as well. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's move on to the next episode, which is Countdown. And we have two episodes left. Countdown is episode 23 of season three. And that is while the weapon is in control of the reptilians and the insectoids, they still can't launch it. Three species must give the codes, and the reptilian commander, Dalem, forces the kidnapped Hoshi to decipher the code of the aquatics, the primates, the boreals, and archer. Think of a plan to stop the weapon. They see only one option, to convince the aquatics to join their cause with their powerful ships. Archer makes an emotional plea to their two council members. Tripp and T'Pol try to find a way to destroy Sphere 41, uh, which might be the uh, hub holding the system intact. So, what did you think of this episode? It's kind of coming to a head. Hoshi, of course, is taken. I feel like this is one of the episodes where Hoshi sort of shined. I, I have Archer here, not Hoshi, but I feel like they did this one better than Exile, which is the sixth one. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, and I agree with it. I, I this is this is a very good episode. Hoshi did shine really well in this, um, and it was it was kind of heartbreaking. I did feel like the Enterprise was not utilized perfectly. Like it, I felt like it was kind of shipped off. Like go destroy this sphere. And it did a good job. I really liked Reed in this, and especially him with Hayes, uh, because when uh, when one of the Makos dies under his watch, Hayes is upset about it. And then when they have to go save Hoshi, and Hayes gets killed, Reed it, it affects Reed in such a, a huge way. So, what'd you think about Reed's uh, transition in this? I did like it. I feel like they haven't been fighting as much since uh, Hatchery. No, not as much fighting, but there's still contention there between them. There's still this ideology that they both have different viewpoints, and I feel like it's just kind of now like, all right, you do your thing, I'll do mine. Because, like, I believe it was at some time, Hayes was like, Reed was like, you want my spot as security officer. Yeah, and I don't think Hayes wanted that. Hayes said no. Yeah. All right. All right, let's move on to the last episode of the season, season three, episode 24, Zero Hour. All right, here we go. Due to the intervention of the Sphere Builders, the coalition of humans, primates, arboreals, and aquatics was unable to stop the weapon from being launched. Now, 10 hours before the weapon arrives on or at Earth, only one ship is capable of catching up, the lightning-fast but nearly powerless ship of Degra. While Archer and the team embark on a seemingly impossible mission, they get some unexpected help. Meanwhile, Enterprise is sent to keep their promise. Uh, is uh, sent to keep their promise to the Aquatics, which is to find them a new planet that they can uh, inhabit. No, that was to destroy the spheres. Well, no, that, oh yeah, well it was to destroy the spheres and find them a new planet. Um, so they are going to destroy the spheres, and that's and that's when they start getting affected in their their oh yeah their bodies. And, and um, stuff. Uh, Pretty big thing we overlooked. Degger's dead. Degger's dead. He died a few episodes ago. Yeah, he did get killed, and and they took over a ship, um, and they're using his ship uh, because Archer's separated from Enterprise right now. 
Uh, to Paul and Tripp still believe the destruction of Sphere 41 will do the trick, but the Sphere builders are aware of their plans. So, like, it kind of tears them up. They're, they're very separated. Um, Archer takes the crew to go over and destroy the weapon, uh, which is very cool uh, action pack scene. You even get Archer running away from the explosions. <laughs> In hero-like fashion as he dies again. Yeah, that happens. For the second, third time this Yeah, season. you're going to get your hero moments. And so. wait, so he's dead now. Yep. All right, don't be sarcastic. Don't be cynical. Let's do this. Okay, so what do you think of this episode? I liked it. Who was the Shining? Archer. Archer, yeah, I say Archer. Like, if anyone, if they die in this thing, it's them. Like, if there's, like, a big character that dies, it's their yeah. Shining. So they destroy the weapon. They destroyed the Sphere 41. The Expanse is gone. Enterprise is headed home. Archer's dead, they think. Uh, they get home. They take a shuttle down because they, they're they not hearing anything. None of the uh, space stations are there or anything like that. Uh, and they get start getting fired on by... Uh, German bombers with lasers. German bombers with lasers. And you find out that they're actually back in the 40s in North America, which is occupied by Nazis. Archer is alive. He has been taken captive by the Nazis in North America and Brooklyn, but nonetheless. Uh, and that is why we're going to stop here on talking about the season and because that's where we pick up with season four. But let's get into talking a little bit more about this back half season three and season in a whole. Uh, who is your major shine character for the back half season three? Um, probably Archer again. This okay. time he's eight out of. Yeah, I'd give it. Well, I mean, I wouldn't count that. You can always pick, but uh, Archer, I would definitely agree with you. He did have. I feel like Flocks had a really good season. Flocks did have a great season. Um, but Archer, I think, was the main main hub like here when it comes to characters. Um, oh wait, there's one more thing. What? Shran does come back and he's a good guy he now. He does come well, yeah. I mean, even after that episode, he was never really a bad guy. He just did something underhanded. Um so he does come back, he does save the day, he does get his redemption with Archer. I did love that. Um and, and he plays a big part of it, so mm-hmm. For sure. All right. Uh, what is your favorite episode of the back half? Uh, Doctor's Orders. Do you think that's the best episode of the back half? Ooh. Yes, I feel like it's the best episode of the back half. My favorite episode of the back half, I would probably say, is Azadi Prime. Um, my favorite, the best episode. Oh. The Council is pretty good. Yeah, I'd probably say the best episode is probably the council. What do you think the worst episode was? I, I don't have one. On That's it. fine. All good. That's fine. I would probably say Arbonier, uh, personally. But what is a life lesson you take away from uh, this, this uh, back end of the season? Um, or something that you took away from it that um, you learned? Star Trek captains are immortal. <laughs> Fair. I'm going to need you to start getting a little more deeper about that, but I'll take it. <laughs> I like it. Uh, all right, guys. So, uh, well, oh, okay, real quick. What's, what is, throughout the whole season, who is the character to shine throughout the whole season? Let's just say Archer. I think that's really what it is. It's Archer, most um, likely. 
And what's your favorite episode? I don't want to do top five. I want to do what's your favorite episode. It's either Flocks or Similitude. Flocks? You mean Doctor's Orders? Doctor's Orders. Doctor's Orders? I just saw Flocks here because I just do one, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, Both great episodes. Um, All right. So, guys, we want to say thank you for joining us for episode six of Enterprise. Uh, Definitely, the Zindi War is not one of my favorite seasons. And we're going into season four, which I think is better than season three, but still not one of my favorite seasons. I can't wait to see what you think about it, Tommy. Uh, We're going to have a really good time with it. We're going to watch it. We're going to talk about it. So, make sure to come back in June. So, check out uh, episodes seven and eight where we talk about season four of enterprise guys this is our patreon show you can watch it on patreon anytime if you're listening to it on a podcast it comes out on patreon and then a month later it will be out on all podcast platforms i want to say thank you so much for listening and being a part of it tommy you want to tell anybody where to go what to do how to uh, do it you gotta smack you gotta go on youtube watch warp factor fiction or some other shows uh then you gotta hit the subscribe button and then the like button then you go to scenesnobs.com and the Scene Snobs merch store. All right, all right. I'm going to stop you right there. I appreciate you saying that, and I love you for it. But let's uh, let's move on from it. I don't want to. I want to drag this on too long with anybody having to uh, feel like they need to go do all that stuff. Right, guys. Thank you for joining us on Warp Factor Fiction, a chronological analysis of Star Trek on screen. This is where we are examining Star Trek franchise all the way through in order because we love it so much. Join us next month for two new episodes and make sure you check out the Sea and Snobs YouTube channel where we have our companion series, Quarter Impulse. Make sure, like Tommy said earlier, smash that like button, smash that subscribe button, hit the notification bell, and let, make sure you check out all of our great shows. Uh, and like my former uh, co-host, Mr. Kiss and Man Man Plot, always said, it's time to live, live long, long and, and prosper. prosper. Thank you, everybody, and take care.